But when you want answers on matters, money, where else? But Andrew Kelleher, who's back with us from Chair My Wealth, hope you had a good weekend. And I hope you haven't spent the entire weekend on this, but you have been looking at the migration figures. Not the whole weekend, Tim, but, but they're fascinating. You could spend the whole weekend on if you wanted to. Um, these are migration numbers that are released uh, monthly by Stats New Zealand and uh, together with tourism numbers. But they are a bit tricky to interpret, Tim. It's just the nature of the way the data is collected. It means that the numbers are constantly revised. So it takes sort of six months at least for the, for the monthly number to settle. So these are numbers for February, but then they get, they get revised every month as we go forward. But you can make observations. You make them at your peril, though, and it looks like there's been a change in the wind. Although, as I say, ironclad analysis, it's risky, but let's go there anyway. Uh, the direction of movement in migration is now undeniable, and right now the real question mark is just magnitude. Um, so, so basically the bottom line is that inward migration is back. And looking at annual migration, the net, rain, net gain right now 52,000 in the last 12 months. Now, if I look back at last February, we were looking at a net annual loss of 19,000. And when I sort of look at the composition, uh, that net gain of 52,000 contains inflow and outflow numbers. And both of those are well above pre-COVID levels. So what we've got is lots of activity. But it gets really interesting when you look at the monthly data. And this is where the pesky revisions will get you. But to me, there's absolutely a trend there. Monthly net migration has come in at quite a staggering positive number of 11,700. So there were 21,500 migrant arrivals in February. That was provisionally the highest monthly number of migrant arrivals ever. So the monthly net gain is the second highest monthly net gain ever. So as I say, those numbers will change as they're revised. But if you look at the last four months and you look at the sort of you analyze and you sort of annualize the current run rate, you, get, you end up with an annual number potentially later in the year of over 100,000 people. So, you know, that's pretty big. And I suppose you've got to sort of go ask, what do you make of all that? Well, to me, it looks like there was and is pent-up demand to live in New Zealand. So what will be interesting to see is whether that demand sort of tails away as the year progresses. Um, but that annual number of 52,000, I say, really understates the current run rate. So where does the balance lie in the economic implications of this move? Because... With that migration, you've got more workers coming in, and that potentially helps the labour shortages that we've got at the moment. So that could slow the strong pace of wage inflation. But balanced against that, that inward migration brings more demand, more inflationary pressure, and that worries the Reserve Bank. So right now, we really don't know which one of those forces kind of wins out in the end. All right, very complex uh, set of numbers. Yeah. Uh, thanks for analysing those. Uh, what do you learn out of the performance of manufacturing figure from the BNZ? Yeah, this is <clears throat> excuse me, not not great news here. Um, it's printed. This is the uh, BNZ Business New Zealand BNZ performance of manufacturing. This is for March, and it's printed at forty eight point one. That's a fall of four points. Now the long term average is fifty three, so forty eight is well below that long term average. And if I look at the sub indexes, they're almost all weaker. Production forty three point three, well below that fifty level that marks a sort of change from contraction to expansion. That outcome is actually similar to the 2021 lockdown levels. Uh, new orders, 46.1 contracting, employment, 47.1 contracting. Now, respondents to the survey have the opportunity to provide comments, and common threads through those comments were general slowdown and fall in demand. So the RBNZ, they'll be cheered by, by those comments. I mean, that's what they're aiming for. But the 
48.1 outcome, that really brings us into line with where global manufacturing PMI levels are at the moment. So manufacturing is contracting all over the world, and it seems to support the thesis that you know, tight, restrictive monetary policy is gaining traction. All right, quick look at the numbers, please. Radio. So Friday night, the Dow Jones lost 0.42 of a percent. That's down 143 points, 33,886 the close. Uh, the S&P 500 lost 0.2 of a percent, 4137 the close there, and the Nasdaq lost 0.35 percent, closing at 12,123. Uh, the FTSE 100 was up 28, 7871 the close. Uh, the Nikkei was up 336 points, that's just 1.2 percent, so good gain there. 28,493. Shanghai Composite up 0.6 of a percent, 3338. Uh, the Aussies gained half a percent on Friday, 7361 the close there. And we lost 0.4% on the New Zealand market on Friday, closing 11,880. Kiwi dollar a little bit weaker against the US dollar, 0.6195. Uh, 0.9224 against the Aussie. 0.5644 euro, uh, 0.4998 against the pound, uh, 83 exactly against Japanese yen. Gold, $2,004.17, and Brent crude, Brent crude closed the week out, uh, still on its highs really, $86.31. Thanks so much, Andrew Kelleher at JMI Wealth. Catch you again tomorrow morning.